for all these years, I'm always about collaborating. I want to make sure that this is not just my festival. This is the Atlanta festival. And this is for all people who have lived here, you know, uh, for decades or they just arrived yesterday. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Atlanta Foodcast. Well, we've finally reached one of my favorite weeks of the year, and that's the week leading up to Taste of Atlanta, which is one of my favorite food festivals here in the city. And the air is just a little bit cooler, the days feel a little bit calmer, and maybe a little bit shorter, and we're all in the middle of enjoying festival season right now. And can you believe that this is the 17th year that this festival has been going on in Atlanta? So, in celebration, we're re-airing an episode from earlier this summer with the festival's founder, and that's none other than Dale DeSena. We'll share some more details on how you can score tickets and where to go towards the end of this episode. But first, here's my conversation with Dale from June earlier this year. Enjoy. Sunday here at Cog Street Market, but I'm joined here with a fantastic individual. But uh, first question I have for you is, who are you? Hi, my <laughs> name my name is Dale DeSena, and I'm with Taste of Atlanta. Hi, Dale. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Ben? I am so good. It is such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. You are uh, you, easily one of the um, pillars of the culinary community here in Atlanta. Taste of Atlanta, uh, I've been many times. I had the pleasure of, of, of working at the festival on multiple levels, just enjoying it as a consumer. Um, I think everything that you have done to create this festival has just been such, uh, it's so much the identity of Atlanta. So it is such an honor Thank to have you. you on the show. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, oh people yeah. like you that really make the festival what it is, though. Oh, well, that's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, uh, I mean, again, like we've, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about here. And um, so the first question, and I ask this of everybody, so no one is absolved of this question, whether you're a chef or you own a restaurant and you get the same one, but I want to get to know you a little bit. Sure. And I want to know who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? And then I guess the asterisk on this as well is where did you grow up? Okay. That's a lot of, lot of questions, but I'm ready to answer. <laughs> ready to answer. Awesome. Um, so, let's see. I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. Really? I did. What I part? did. Um, Kensington Park. Okay. Southside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm familiar. And uh, my entire family still lives there. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Um, I, who cooked for me? So, let's see. My grandmother, my Nana, as I called her, mm-hmm. um, my the love of my life growing mm. up, um, cooked amazing Jewish food. Oh, man. Um, we're talking sweet and sour meatballs. We're talking brisket. Um, she was an incredible baker. So, kickle and mandel bread and, yes. I mean, just delicious things. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom cooked a little, mm-hmm. but really my dad was the griller of the family. Yeah. And we fitting. grilled yeah. every night. I yeah. mean, we were grillers. We we had the neighborhood pool in our backyard, and uh, we were outdoorsy kind of people, and we grilled and it was wonderful so my dad was a very good cook too awesome what was he cooking on the grill um we were we were chicken and steaks and Mm -hmm. hamburgers and you know one other thing i do have to throw in there is um growing up i was one of uh, four children so i have uh, two brothers and a sister okay 
And uh, we had a housekeeper, helper, who was with us um, from when I was born. Oh, wow. Until, um, you know, even after I went to college. And I have wow. a younger brother. So her name was Virginia. And uh, she was the most wonderful person, almost like a second mom to me. Yeah. And she made, I will tell you, you're gonna, this is so Southern, um, the best fried chicken you would ever have. And it oh, was man. skillet fried chicken. And um, I, from that day and from that, I am a fried chicken connoisseur. So that is my vice. I love fried chicken. Um, but growing up, I mean, it was such a... Savannah was such a, a, a easy place to grow up, and it was very quiet, um, very family oriented. Um, but it was a, I had a great childhood. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned skillet fried chicken. Yep, that's the only that's the only fried chicken I ever grew up with. You know, I mean, I, I think if you go to a restaurant, and they have the equipment. Obviously, it's like a vat fryer. But you know, I had the one cast iron skillet in my house mm-hmm. and if fried chicken was made in that yep. there was there was you really had to work to screw it up you let me tell you it's made with love though it oh, is totally. um oh my god I, I can taste it right now so yeah. oh yeah i mean yum, and, yum. And, and and that's like a that's a flavor you know especially of your youth like that's something that just never leaves your mind it does and especially never leaves your palate you know right so, exactly yeah i will say she made um collard greens mm-hmm. my dad loved collard greens yeah um I wasn't a big fan of them, mm-hmm. um, but my dad called them college greens, college green. that they would make you <laughs> smart, and you really need to eat them. Yes. And I'm like, Dad, I think I'm smart enough, and I'm not going to eat them. Um, yeah, but I, you know, and that, that was a big thing growing up in my household as well. I mean, I grew up in Orlando, Florida, but, you know, collard greens were something that were pretty fairly common for us mm-hmm. to cook, and usually mm-hmm. with a ham hock in the yep. giant pot, yep. and they were stewing all day, and... I never wanted to eat the greens. I was a really picky kid growing up, uh-huh. but the cornbread on the side with the pot liquor, yep, yep. that's what I was all about. Cornbread is the way to go. Yeah. You've got it, it. It's just the best vehicle. And anything that was a sauce or you know, something to sop up with something starchy, a roll or cornbread, I was all about it. So pot liquor, I was like, that that to me gives me enough of the flavor, but I don't have to eat the vegetable. That's right. You can have me the vegetable. Me too. I, yeah. I didn't eat vegetables growing up. You yeah. know? And it, it's funny too, because like in your adult life, you're wondering, how did you actually make it out? Like there were probably just spans of time that you were not even in the vicinity of vegetables but no, somehow you turned but, out okay right right but i mean <laughs> i mean in the 70s you know early 70s um everything came out of a can mm-hmm. back then you mm-hmm. know there really wasn't fresh vegetables right. then it was um frozen yeah. Or it came out of a can, yeah. and it and that, didn't taste good. And that was so okay, So I didn't though. eat it. Everyone, right. everyone just knew, like, vegetables were relatively poor in flavor because they came out of a can. And, That's right. Uh, but, yeah, and then someone just finally put their foot down and said, you know what? I've had enough of this. And that's now right. it's all about you're, you know, paying $18 for kale at Whole Foods. and But that's just normal life now. It so. is. But again, then you eat it because it tastes good. Yeah. You know? Yes, absolutely. So I think vegetables have, honestly, they've become so much more exciting nowadays. I think especially uh, in, in, a, in a city like Atlanta, mm-hmm. people are doing things with vegetables that you never thought were possible. Right. Which is really I fun. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I had a kale Caesar at Breza in Pont City Market, Jonathan mm-hmm. Waxman's restaurant. Right. I would eat that every single day. And it was, it, I mean, again, kale is just the vehicle for all the flavor, but it was just, there was so much time and attention put into this small salad. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the shining jewel of it all was kale. 
It's right. amazing, right? Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are still pretty scared of it. Yeah. Like, I don't think they know what to do with it. No. So, but no. it's all right. We, we've come a long way. There but, you go. Um, but I love that you grew up in Savannah. Yep. I love that you grew up in Savannah. So you, you've been a Georgia girl. You've been a peach your whole life. Well, I have to say, though, I went to college at University of Florida. I, I did know that about you. So I was going to say, we've got the Florida thing going on. Right, right. Um, I'm, I, again, my sister went to uh, University of Georgia, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was always Susan's little sister, mm-hmm. and I was determined to get out of that mode. I yeah. love her to death. She's a great best friend. But I just wanted to go someplace where nobody knew me as Susan's little sister. Yeah. So Florida was great. Yeah. What did you study in college? I um, was an English major Mm -hmm. in marketing. Okay. Wow. That's good. That's like two completely different silos. It was perfect. It was perfect for me. What did you want to do out of college? You know, I wanted to get into the advertising business. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But I knew, though, that I wanted to get into sales. Yeah. Um, So I will tell you, though, in college, I did my junior year in London, and I was a business major then. And I came back, and I'm like, I am not getting my MBA. I don't want to be in school forever. I wasn't really into the finance and accounting and all that. Um, So I went to work, came to Atlanta, came Mm -hmm. to Atlanta and started working for an ad agency in their media department. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, got into magazines Mm -hmm. and uh, magazine sales and uh, became an associate publisher. And, you know, then I, I said I need to start my own business. And I started a custom publishing business. So that meant creating magazines yeah. for companies and for events and sure. venues. Chastain Park Amphitheater was my very first client. Great space. Um, met with uh, uh, Peter Conlon and Alex Cooley over mm-hmm. at Concert Southern Promotions yeah. and um, got a multi-year uh, agreement and uh, was on my way. So yeah. um, from there, then hopped into the uh, Music Midtown bit and uh, helped them create that festival and sold sponsorships and did all their marketing and graphic design. And uh, back then we didn't have websites. So this was 1994. (laughs) You had newsletters. Right, exactly. We had (laughs) newsletters and uh, and custom publishing. Yes, absolutely. Um, But um, really, you know, I mean, I I just got into events. I loved events. Mm -hmm. I loved you know, raising the money to be able to put these events on. Right. Um, I worked also with the Atlanta Jazz Festival and the Montreux mm-hmm. Music Festival and the Dogwood Festival mm-hmm. and the Atlanta Opera, the Atlanta Ballet. I mean, everybody in town. And uh, yeah. I, I just loved that space. I thought it was yeah. really fun and exciting. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then came 2002 and I said, wow, I need to be doing my own festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just me. I, I didn't have a lot of uh, capital or funding, but um, from my days of raising money for other events, people believed in me and believed in my company and my people and my team and yeah. said, wow, we're on board. Where do we sign? And yeah. let's get Taste of Atlanta started. Mm-hmm. So that was 18 years ago. Man. Well, I mean, especially backing up 18 years to think of so many things that you had your hands on or in. You've really 
I mean, and again, so much of your background, you have helped create so many wonderful festivals and events and things to do in, in Atlanta. If you live here, going to the Dogwood Festival is still something to look forward to. Going to the Jazz Festival, going to a concert at Chastain Park, uh, Music Midtown. I mean, these are these are huge event pillars that happen. And now all the way to Taste of Atlanta, I mean, equally holding that space of something that happens on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so high five to you, Dale. Oh, like thank you, you. You have helped create some incredible things that I think really make Atlanta so awesome. Well, you know, I mean, and and I will say, I mean, I like to dream up events. I like to think of what I would like to do or what other people like me would want to do. Um, But it's all about the team. It's all about, you know, every festival that I worked on had amazing teams and amazing people who came together where we all had the vision. And I was able to do my part to help make it happen as everyone else on the team did their part. Right. And, And again, I feel like that same philosophy is what's happening today. Um, festivals back in the 90s are a lot different than they are today. And right. we have to make sure that we're continuing to dream up new things and new experiences for people to be able to say, well, I went to, you know, Taste of Atlanta last year. And so why am I going back this year? Well, there are many reasons, you know, and we want to make sure that people believe that it's every year it's new and fresh and there's something for everyone to come check out um, on any of the three days. So yeah. it's it's just really important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a, a little bit more of, of who you are just in Atlanta. I mean, again, you are such a, a well-known individual when it comes to Atlanta individually as a city, but especially Atlanta in our culinary community. You, you, you're a pillar so much, and, oh. and, and you do a lot of other things as well. I mean, I, I know that you're involved with the Le Dame Escoffier. Yes. And, um, man, what else? Uh, I mean, I know, I know that you've done, I mean, other than Taste of Atlanta, just being involved and really being on the forefront of promotion and really selling other people's stories as what are the piece parts that make up you know here here on the food cast you know something that i always say is that these are the people that are making atlanta the greatest city for eaters and you're you're the og you were the one who really put people you know on stage so to speak where that was something where they could enjoy but you've done so many things to really make that right and and again i think from the beginning when i first thought of doing taste of atlanta and, and making that happen um I really spent a lot of time talking with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurateurs, um, people in that culinary space to be able to figure out what does Atlanta want. Um, You know, it has to be a a shared vision. It can't just be one person. And so for all these years, I'm always about collaborating. I want to make sure that this is not just my festival. This is the Atlanta festival. And this is for all people who have lived here, you know, uh, for decades or they just arrived yesterday. Right. Um, You know, how do I and how do my team and I, how do we create experiences for people to learn about the city and what all it it has to offer? Yeah. I think also our relationship with restaurants and with chefs is key because the mission from day one, even today, is is turning tasters into diners. Yes. And so we yes. want to make sure our number one goal is to fill these restaurants 
before, during, and after the festival. Right. So that the chef-driven restaurants can succeed, you know, meet new customers, um, and and be profitable, you yeah. know, so they can live a life too. Yeah. Um, but that is that's really key. I mean, I, I'm always about trying to help the chefs and the restaurants get their message out. We're, we are a marketing arm to the restaurants to tell their story. Yeah. And, and I think that's amazing about, you know, not, not only the work that you're doing, but also the city of Atlanta. We, we are such an incredible city and, and very, I think on the daily, there's, there's so many people who are either moving away from Atlanta who have lived here for two years or 20 years, or there's someone who's moving here from Houston or LA or Chicago or New York and they're finding out what the makeup of Atlanta is. And, and, and I, it surprises me that a lot of people don't understand or recognize that Atlanta is the culinary capital of the South. 100%. That Atlanta is like the best kept secret. And right. I don't want it to be a right. best kept secret. I want yeah. people to know. But again, too, I mean, some cities, when they get that type of... Um, those accolades it can destroy a city it can sure. destroy its um its ambiance and its uh small townness so right. to speak but no, I, I, I just want atlanta to be on the map and i want people to know and i'd scream from the rooftops it's the greatest yeah. place yeah. we love it here yeah and and i think the the thing that i love you know speaking especially about taste of atlanta is it gives you such a wonderful perspective on the more street level approachability mm-hmm. of dining in Atlanta or being an eater. Mm-hmm. And I love your soundbite there of turning a taster into a diner. And that happens so quick in the mm-hmm. blink of an eye, you know, where someone has that experience at a restaurant, you know, let's say restaurant Eugene, they've never had that type of plated dish, you know, mm-hmm. all the way from, you know, a bouche to plated dessert and they're, they're hooked. You know, now now they've got their own roadmap. And the thing I love about Taste of Atlanta is it's the conduit. It's the gateway. It can totally be like that drug for someone mm-hmm. where they just go from tent to tent to tent. And like all of this is right here. And their minds are all blown. All in one place. Yeah, their minds are blown. And, and the thing that we do as well is we really curate the experience for them. So mm-hmm. there's a lot happening behind the scenes where we want, we want those white tablecloth dining restaurants you know we want the neighborhood favorites that are that you could go to every night of the week right we want everything in between we want a taste of atlanta from both the the food um uh different types of food different um international flavors sure but we also really pick and choose restaurants from all over the city yeah so we will have restaurants from marietta and um inman park and sandy springs and buckhead and i mean everywhere and so that is what makes atlanta even so much like new york city yeah i mean you know they've got chinatown and Little yeah. Italy and, you know, the West Side, and, and that's what we are. Sure. And so every neighborhood is so important to the big overall makeup of how great our city is. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's uh, it, it's not just for the for the individual who doesn't know. It's not just downtown. You don't go no, downtown to experience no. Atlanta. You can have the best experience in, quote, unquote, Atlanta, and it might happen in Marietta Square. There is a time and a place for every restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, when I first started Taste, I remember um, we were 
we were one year at Phipps Plaza, and then we were three years at Lenox Square. Mm-hmm. And um, un- at Lenox Square, we were under a big tent, one giant or two big. I mean, 30,000 square feet of space wow. and air-conditioned space, I might add. Hey, um, yeah, Big bill, big yeah. bill. <laughs> um, and, um, and the Waffle House wanted to come, and um, I think they were celebrating their 50th anniversary. Wow. And nobody wanted to be next to them. Nobody. And I'm like, come on, people. Like, you go to Waffle House. I know you go to Waffle yeah. House at midnight, you know. Uh, yeah, They're absolutely. a restaurant. There's a time and a place for for Waffle House, there's a time and a place yeah. for, you know, Restaurant Eugene. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's and everything in between. Yep. And so, you know, we can't always go to a fancy restaurant every night of the week. But you can go to Waffle House. But again, it's just a matter of what your palate is asking for. Well, what do you feel like? You could get anything you want in the city. Awesome. So, getting back to you know the the old days of Taste of Atlanta, tell me about year one. And this was, I think you said two thousand two, two, two thousand two. So right. tell me about Taste of Atlanta in two thousand two. Wow. Okay. So in two thousand two, we were at Bips Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a back parking lot. I wanted it to be food meet Cirque du Soleil, and wow. the lights and the crazy decor and the food and I mean it was the most amazing event Mm -hmm. and then on Sunday afternoon it rained and there was like a puddle that kind of went through the middle of the tent (laughs) somebody else might tell you it was a river that went through it but it happened at like the event was over I want to say at five and the river came at like four so it didn't really hurt anything but but I really was looking more at the decor to bring people in yeah which now we're really more about the chefs. We, we don't. We need good decor, but we didn't need Cirque du Soleil decor. Sure. Um, so, so that was crazy. When I think about um, starting it and and um, really believing that this was happening, it was year four that I had a pivotal moment. Um, Emerald Lagasse had opened up his restaurant here in Atlanta. And um, and I invited him to come to Taste of Atlanta and do yeah. a demo on our cooking stage. Wow! And these are truly in the days of the bam. And he was, just, you know, <laughs> Those he were was the best. he was on top of the world. He yes. was great. And I remember him. And we sold out at Lenox Square. Sold out. We could yeah. not fit one more person in our tents. And we had jumbotrons um, in both tents connecting people because. The one tent couldn't see what was happening in Emerald, but they could watch it on the Jumbotron. Right. Um, and Emerald said, and I can quote this, and I see him, Dale, he said, he's screaming out to the crowd, yeah. you know, Taste of Atlanta is better than Taste of New York City. hey And I was like, whoa, oh, my God. And I <laughs> cried. I was, woo, woo, yeah. You know, it was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing, and yeah. I love it. And yeah. he was just, he was so sweet and just so instrumental in helping us and yeah. putting us on the map. And, oh, it was just a great day. What a cool story. It was. It was like, awesome. Emerald Agassi is going to help you just float on air for the rest, oh of, my God. Yeah, rest of that year. For yes, sure. That's definitely. Awesome. Definitely. That's awesome. Man, so all the way back to 2002, and then, I mean, all the years in between, and the festival's actually moved around quite a bit. We have, and you know, there's a there's a purpose for moving around. Yeah. Um, we sold out of Linux. I mean, we couldn't fit any more people in there. Right. And, and 
we really did a lot of um, focus groups and asking people, mm-hmm. would you like Taste of Atlanta to be under some big tents or would it should it be a street festival? Right. And Atlanta's a big street festival oh, kind yeah. of town. So we, we're in October and we've always been in October. Um, and so we moved to Tech Square mm-hmm. from Linux. Um, it had just opened and uh, we were there for three years. And then we... And we were not in the parking lot below. We were in the streets yeah. of Atlantic Station. And we outgrew that space. And then we moved to Tech Square. And mm-hmm. we were there for nine years. Yeah. And then every time I turned around, a building was going up. Right. Um, you know, it, it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's time for us to move again. And so we moved just last year to Fourth Ward Park. Yeah. So so exciting we will be there for the rest of my life um yeah. i don't plan on moving again <laughs> well i was gonna say what's really cool too is like the the beautiful people who decided to approach that park with such amazing civic planning mm-hmm. if it were to flood and you were to have another river like it's going to be completely mitigated because they've got like all that stuff already planned so right. you know barring that's that right. the weather is nice in october exactly. but well yeah, we, you never we, have to worry we about don't that. talk about that four letter r word <laughs> Um, so we we plan for the best, right. and um, October has just been a really good month for us, and yeah. uh, we will will always be that third week in October. So yeah. life is good. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm really excited that you guys have moved to Old Fourth Ward because the Pond City Market, the Beltline, Old Fourth Ward is there's still little parts that are connected by hundreds of feet that people still can discover. They can go spend hours at Pond City Market, walk all up and down the east side trail of the Beltline, mm-hmm. and never discover where those waterfalls are in the walking path in right. Fourth Ward Park. Well, and we have our VIP grand tasting experience up at Ralph McGill and Garden Park Drive, mm-hmm. which is just, I guess, it's either north or west of the splash pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the main festival um, for general admission ticket holders is in the North Avenue. Yeah. You know, green piece, space. Yeah. The, the big green space there. Yeah. So um, we we have a nice um, separation. But if you are a VIP ticket holder, you also can go to the main festival as well. Yeah. So, and the park was so conducive to. Um, our cooking stages, we have the chef's table where chefs are cooking and sharing um, right. ideas. We have our kitchen workshop where people get to cook along with the Atlanta chefs um, at no additional cost. You just get there early, sign up. Um, we have another one called the um, called Home Plate, mm-hmm. which is all about home cooking and yeah. um, Georgia-grown fruits and vegetables and yummy yeah. things. And we're looking to add a few new things this year. Um, so I, w- I don't want to tell what that is just yet. But um, <laughs> but we are, one of the exciting things we're doing is we are going to add a fun run race for the taste. Get out. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to have a run um, on Saturday morning before the festival starts. Very cool. And uh, we're going to add maybe some uh, mimosas or Bloody Marys or nice. some really fun cocktails um, along with. So yeah. um, it'll be a lot of fun. I feel like so much of the eating public here in Atlanta, they it's an easy justification of I just ran 3.1 miles right and now I can probably have three more Bloody Marys or exactly. you know, a few more mimosas or you know that I'll, might make you run faster because yeah. you know what's at the end yeah or, or whatever else is out there else uh, Liege waffles or donuts that's or, you know, right that's yeah. right yeah. My, my favorite thing about running a 5k is when someone partners with a brewery and it's like you know what it's I just finished a race and it's like nine o'clock in the morning that's I'm right. gonna drink a beer that's Why not? right yeah 
Maybe a banana might go with a beer. Yeah. Maybe not. But hey, there's banana and beer out there. I've that's had it right. before. I can have an apple yeah. cider beer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's super exciting, Dale. Yes, that's very awesome. exciting. Um, I think that's a perfect transition into the next question I have for you. So let's say you've never been to the festival before. Like you never went when you guys were at Lenox or Tech mm-hmm. Square or Atlantic Station, and now you're coming to Old Fourth Ward in 2018. Right. What are like two or three pro tips on how to like approach the festival and just get the most out of it? Okay. Um, you know, it's planning. It's really about planning. We have um, we have probably about 100, 110 restaurants that we work with that partner with us over the three days. Yeah. Um, uh, so you need to look at the website. The website always, um, as we get closer to the event, will have all the menu items for yeah. all of the restaurants. Um, but the really unique thing about Taste of Atlanta and, um, and all the other food festivals is we have added a an incredible technology platform mm-hmm. to the event where you will get an a RFID wristband, yes. a really cool wristband. Um, it has your taste points embedded in mm-hmm. it. If you're a general admission ticket holder, you get 10. If you're a VIP, you get 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you go up to a restaurant, you will purchase your taste um, be it one, two, or three taste points. Yeah. Um, and then you are always in the know about how many points you have. So so plan, plan ahead. Buy your ticket early because then your wristband comes in the mail. Yes. You can add more points onto your wristband before you get there once you see all of the, uh, all of the um, food that you want to purchase. Um, but the really cool thing about us is that we have developed a software that – the week after the festival, um, we will send every person who has activated their wristband a an email that says, "Hey Ben, thanks for coming to Taste of Atlanta. Here's everything you ate and what restaurant it came from." Get out! So you don't have to be taking pictures of the sign. You don't have to write it down. We do That's all awesome. the work for you. That's amazing. And then the restaurants. This is the beautiful thing for the restaurants too, is because now we really are turning tasters into diners. Right. Because in this all this email, we also have um, sent offers, special offers for people to come into the restaurants for an entree version. It's awesome. And so we really are about, again, we want these restaurants to see, to get all these people to see their, their restaurant, to come experience their restaurant. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, you know, plan, plan ahead. Make sure you look at all the demonstrations that are happening on our cooking stages. Right. Um, you can also use your wristband to tap um, the reader at the cooking stage and immediately the recipe and ingredients will be sent to you by email. It's amazing. So technology is really a, a great thing for us and it's a great thing for everyone because they'll learn so much about new restaurants they've never seen, never experienced, but also they're all in one place. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got, you know, 60 restaurants per day all in one place where you could yeah. you could eat yourself silly so we always recommend that you don't eat breakfast, maybe don't eat the day before, <laughs> um, but just maybe some elastic pants or something. Right. Start preparing but, now. Yes, yeah, start yeah. preparing. But it is the most fun weekend to just eat and drink. And I will tell you, we have a great beer garden that we're going to add yeah. um, in our green um, our green space there. And um, craft beers all day long, cocktails, yeah. um, wine. Yeah. It's just 
what better way to spend a weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just love what you guys are, are doing just on the technology side. I remember the first time that I had that RFID bracelet. Mm-hmm. It just seemed, I mean, instead of having like paper tickets and you're like, right, oh, where'd right. I leave them? And like, you know, my kid's eating one and I dropped the other two in the gutter on the street or something mm-hmm. like that. So it, I think it's tapping into, you know, pun intended, but, um, but it, it's making it so much easier just to really focus on you're at a festival and you're not shuffling it doesn't feel like a favorite, right you know? exactly it's on your wrist so you yeah. can carry a, a food in one hand Super and a beverage cool. in another hand yeah. and again too something that you know i don't know if you know or if the people out there know but you know we pay the restaurants they receive 50 cents for every right. taste point they receive so this cool. is a rev share we want them to make money you know we've got a, totally. a big bill to pay to you know for putting the festival up and everything but we want them to make money too yeah. and we we really believe in the right. rev share and that has been going for all 17 years yeah and, and i think that's that's another thing to speak of about taste of atlanta dale is something that you guys do is so well and not, not that other people don't but i think you guys put it on the forefront so well is it's such hard work it that is goes such into, hard work to running a restaurant being a chef running a team growing a menu helping people understand their approach to cuisine. Uh, I I grew up in the kitchen. Both my parents are chefs, and I watched them work 80 and 90-hour weeks, and sometimes it's pretty thankless work. So for you guys to be able to just put that in front of them as like, here's your platform, but also... We want to make sure that it's at least worth your time. And how can we help you? I mean, my team yeah. is there to support them, to help them, yeah. to help them set up, mm-hmm. to anything they need. We are there right. ready. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, that, that's super cool, though. So I, I think you've got, like, your, your list of how to approach the festival from the eater side, the diner side. You know, I think you just spelled it out perfectly. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. But <laughs> um, I will tell you too, though. I mean, we are open to suggestions. You know, we we love to hear the consumer experience and um, yeah. how we can do it better. How can we change something? Um, you know, we're always looking for more. Um, you know, comments yeah. and suggestions. Yeah, and I think you mentioned this as well, but just as you guys get closer to the festival, you can see the whole lineup of participating restaurants and chefs. And right. So I'll, I'll leave everybody to that. Like there you, you go. Use your mobile devices and sleuth around on Google and find out who you actually want to line up your, your taste for. And I think the max that I've found, and maybe this will increase or, or decrease or, you know, as the years go on, but I've found out somewhere between, like, 15 and 20 like samples mm-hmm. maybe at like the the one taste point i can i can handle on a day but it's probably maybe like five or six at the three taste point because it's a pretty it's some a of good, them are it, pretty it's a large plate of food sometimes that's some, right some, it can be yeah some of the restaurants are like you know what mm, here's another pork bun right right <laughs> exactly <like> <laughs> exactly yeah it's dangerous you got to be careful but right um, but yeah, you know, and, and the, the one thing that I really want to know too is you guys last year was 16 years of the festival, Dale. That's right. amazing. So coming up on 17 years, I mean, you guys have just continued to grow this event and it is such a, a perfect example of what it means to be an eater in Atlanta mm-hmm. and experience everything that we have, like you mentioned, from Marietta to Buckhead to East Atlanta. Um, but what would you say is the next big thing that you want to tackle for Taste of Atlanta? You know, I mean, I think it's from keeping the quality that we have. I, I want to make sure we are bringing the chefs that our, our patrons want to see. Yeah. Um, I want a good, diverse lineup. I want um, to make sure that we're showcasing um, different price points of mm-hmm. restaurants. Um, you know, again, too, a lot of people may not know it, but we support 
four, five, six different nonprofit charity organizations. Um, yeah. The Giving Kitchen, Open Hand, Second Helpings Atlanta. Um, you know, so many great organizations that we want people to know about and to support. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, for me, it's quality over, um, over quantity. Yeah. I don't, I think we have a good number of people who attend. I think we just need to continue to put good information out there and, and have people really say, wow, I learned something at Taste of Atlanta. And yeah. I and I enjoyed meeting the chefs. I mean, I feel like our festival is the most, the chefs are the most accessible. And, and the chefs have fun at our festival. Yeah. You know, they're there to meet and greet, or as we like to call it, eat and greet. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, and meet their fans, you know. Right. I mean, our chefs are all rock stars. I mean, we yep. want them to have fun. Yeah, and I, I think it is. I mean, it, it totally is fun. I mean, sometimes it's hard to make it more than like 50 feet because you're, you're stopping at every single table. And I love this restaurant. And I don't know this one, but I want to try this, you know, and there's so many different things at each one. But um, but I think that's what makes it fun, too, is like there's so many. You can go one day. You can go all three days. Like, right. I, I think what you guys have put together is, is such a great way to sample just food uh-huh. in Atlanta, but let alone all the personalities that are behind it. Yeah. So, and, so. you know, our Friday night, um, we do a kickoff party, which is different yeah. from the Saturday and Sunday right. event. Friday night, it's all-inclusive. So it's one ticket price, mm-hmm. all you can eat, drink. We've got live music. We have cocktails, wine, beer. I mean, everything for one price. So yeah. for some people, that might be a, a, a way to experience. We have 24 Atlanta restaurants at that. So yeah. It, it, you know, that's a great time with, it's just the who's who of Atlanta really yep. attends that event. Yeah. It's a super fun evening. I've yes. been a few times and, and, and it's usually kind of nice cause it's cooling off a little bit too. So you might just need like a cardigan or, right. or a t-shirt depending on how right. warm it is, but man, it's super fun. So yeah. Hanging out in old fourth ward at, in the evening and drinking a cocktail and eating yourself silly and live music and all that. Cause like, that's what makes Atlanta so great. Like there's, you know, there's something like that, you know, every night of the week and you know, I, I think that's great. So. Um, well, we've reached the portion of the show, which I know that you're familiar with, but it's called On the Fly. So I've got a few questions here for you that come at you kind of quickly. Uh, relatively short answers, but answer them as thoroughly as possible. Oh, look at you. You've got notes in front of you. Dale is prepared, everybody. She, she is, she's a note taker, and she is ready to roll. So you ready? Ready. Awesome. All right, so question number one. And maybe this is a softball. I don't know, but you know so many of them. But what is your favorite green space in Atlanta? Well, I have to tell you... Um, my favorite green space today is the green at City Springs, oh. which is in Sandy Springs. Yes. They just um, have finished the uh, building and completion yes. of their new City Hall and yes, Performing right. Arts Center. What a cool building, too. It looks so, it man, is it's so awesome. awesome. It's really and cool. we are doing an event on June 9th. Oh, called cool. Food That Rocks. Yes. And it is all about celebrating Sandy Springs restaurants. We'll have, again, we'll have um, 24 restaurants, uh, wine, beer, cocktails, yeah. live music, but Saved by the Band. Great band. Nice. Um, and, <laughs> what a great name. Uh, and three beneficiaries the um, Community Assistance Center and the Drake House and Second Helpings Atlanta. So nice. it's a great event on June 9th. Yeah, and what a cool so, space, too. Yeah, so yeah. it's and we're going to be the first event oh, man. to happen Look on that space. So, yes, this will be our third annual event and the first event 
on the green at City Springs. It's going to have that new green space smell it to is. it. They, we, the fence <laughs> is still up. That's th- awesome. That nobody can walk on it yet. It's great because because you haven't shown up yet. They're waiting for you. That's right. We're ready. <laughs> um, all right. Here's a fun question. I've never asked this of anyone yet. Okay. But I want to know what are your favorite, what's your favorite restaurant or what are your favorite restaurants in the past week, the past month, and the past year? Okay, so so I was thinking about that one, and um, for me, a restaurant is not just the food; it's the ambiance, it's right. the location, it's how's the parking, everything else. So so one of, so some of my favorites are um, Il Giallo, which is in Sandy Springs, mm-hmm. um, Jamie Adams and um, uh, Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, love that one; it's Italian. Um, I love Oku mm-hmm. on the west side. Love sushi and other yes. fish is just What's delicious. What's not to love there? Oh, man. Everything is so good. Also love um, Taqueria del Sol. Yes. Eddie Hernandez. Awesome. Yeah. Gotta and, love that uh, if you're in Atlanta. And, and now I have his cookbook, so hopefully I'm going to cook like him. We'll see. <laughs> um, another one that um, in Roswell, I love Roswell. Um, mm-hmm. A great little restaurant my husband and I went to is called Monkey 68. I've never heard of this. It's an Asian sushi um, little spot um, up there in Roswell. Not on Canton, but just off of Canton. Mm-hmm. And then on my list of places I want to go is ah. um, Mandolin. It's in uh, Sandy Springs. Yeah. It's a new Mediterranean restaurant that was just named by Eater as yeah, one of I've the top. Yeah, I've read about this. Or even in the country. It's like one of the top restaurants in the country. I mean, it's in my neighborhood, and I it's haven't awesome. been yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to go yeah. to that. There's there's another fun part about Atlanta. Like one of the best restaurants in the country can be right around the corner from exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. I remember just, watching them build Staple House and like, Wow, like another restaurant. That's super cool. And now look what they're doing. Exactly. Like that happens all the time. And it's so cool. Right. um, Here's another fun one. So what's your most, uh, I mean, I know that you already mentioned the river going through the middle of the tent, but what's your most memorable moment from year one of Taste of Atlanta? Um, That people, we built it and they came. Mm. So it was like waiting and waiting and and, you know, just like um, Kevin Costner or whatever, build it and they will come <laughs> to James Earl, James Earl Jones. Yes. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. That's a great answer. I love that. But, oh. man, it, it is just so indicative of your hard work. And then people came and they saw your vision. And then now people are just eating their self sell And they're getting ready to run a 5K. So That's you're doing right. something right, Dale. Yep, yep. Um, so what would you say if, uh, you know, what, what what is there to look for this year at the festival that maybe if you've been in the past – that's going to be brand new. So what do you need to keep your eyes out for? I think what's brand new will be brand new programming on our stages. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really putting a lot of thought into um, what demonstrations will happen, what chefs will present them. Um, also, our race for the taste. Um, just, you know, I, I mean, Atlanta changes every year. And, I mean, New restaurants are coming every day. Yeah. Um, so we're really, we are out there inviting a lot of new um, restaurants that people maybe don't know about. So yeah. expect to meet some new chefs. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, and last question here, and my favorite one to ask everybody, but what do you have in your fridge at home right now? And it looks like it's quite a list. Or maybe that's your grocery list for when you leave here. Right, right, right. Well, I have to tell you. So I'm a fan. I'm a total fan of your podcast. And I did Aww, listen to I listened to Delia, who I love, and I listened to Nate, and I listened to um, Nick Leahy, everybody. Yeah. And so, you know, they're all chefs, and I'm not a chef. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mom. I have a 13-year-old boy um, who loves to 
eat. Oh, look and, out. and eat good. And he he's a, my good eater. And my husband, who loves to eat, too. So, yeah. so um, I work all day, and then I get to come home and um, cook dinner. That's so awesome. it's a, so our so my favorite. So just that's in the refrigerator, pickles. Um, uh, salsa, I love salsa. Oh yeah. Um, vegetables. I mean, we and, and apples. I mean, fruit apples. My family goes through more apples in a week than anybody I, I could tell. Uh, <laughs> you know, Vidalia onions. Um, you know, and I always have um, chicken or steaks or shrimp or something is in yeah. the refrigerator waiting to be cooked that night. Awesome. So, um, so we're a fan of Springer Mountain Farms chicken. So we oh, we get that in. I it's have incredible. to say that. Um, because, too, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but we also do another event called Southern Wing Showdown. I am very familiar with this Yay! event. Yay! So that is August the 5th over at the Fairmont. Yeah. And we'll have 30 chefs cooking up wings, Springer Mountain Farm wings, on big green eggs and fryers. and That's amazing. Um, and they don't normally cook wings. Um, again, I will say, along with fried chicken, wings are probably my other favorite thing. Yeah. I I, oh. I can wax poetic about chicken wings. On there any you given go. Day. Yeah. We mm-hmm. might have to make you a judge. <laughs> There you go. Nice. I like uh-huh. it. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I love that you've got so many, like, Georgia products there, too. And I love that you mentioned apples. Because so many people talk about picking apples mm-hmm. yearly. Oh, so. blueberries. You know, blueberries are the number one um, fruit uh, in the state. Yeah. And bigger are, than peaches. Yeah. And, I mean, but honestly, like, I'll take a handful of blueberries and bite into uh, a peach and then throw me an apple. I'll, I'll eat all the fruit all day long. Uh, so. We will, too. And yeah. and. Mike Roman loves all the fruits, so yeah. it's good for you. You know, we don't need to eat all that junk, and yeah. it, you know, fruits are just really good for you. So yeah. we I like, we like that. Yeah, I like what you have in your fridge, Dale. Oh, um, thank you. Well, again, it has been such an honor having you on the show, Dale. And um, again, I am so excited yet again for another iteration of Taste of Atlanta. But with the last few seconds here, what do you want everybody to know? You know, I, I want everyone to know that Atlanta has the best restaurants almost in the world. Um, that Taste of Atlanta is really um, created to showcase our chefs and to help everyone meet someone new, um, enjoy the food, and support local. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Dale, thank you again so much. It was such a pleasure speaking with thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank yeah. you. It was awesome. fun. I'll a see lot you at of Taste of Atlanta. You bet. You bet. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Taste of Atlanta is this coming weekend, and suffice it to say, I am pumped. And I'd love to see you there, so let's hang out this weekend at the festival. There's going to be over 90 Atlanta restaurants sampling food of all varieties. There's going to be live cooking demos, live music, a VIP area, and much, much more. Tickets are on sale now at tasteofatlanta.com, or you can pick up a day pass, VIP days for both, a single day VIP pass, or whatever suits you. So I'm especially pumped, though, about having all of my taste points on this bracelet, just like Dale mentioned in the interview, so you can keep things nice and easy as you visit each restaurant throughout the festival. So again, head over to tasteofatlanta.com, pick up your tickets, and I'll see you there maybe on Friday night when things kick off, or Saturday and Sunday throughout the festival. But until next time, I cannot wait to bring you guys more stories from local chefs, culinary entrepreneurs, and people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Thanks again for listening to the Atlanta Foodcast.